Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show with Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. It's time for Sounds of the Game, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Still trying to get back in the field goal range here. Now on a third and 21 for KC. Mahomes with a flag down. He'll take the deep shot. It is caught. Tyreek Hill. What a play. Touchdown. Amazing. Well, because of the flag, Mahomes knew he had a free play. And welcome back, Tyreek Hill. Mahomes steps up. Mahomes delivers. Touchdown, Tyreek Hill. Second of the day for Hill. And the Chiefs, an extra point away from regaining the lead. They are flipping out in Kansas City. AP Sounds of the Game are courtesy of CBS and brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, and Jay Binkley. Jay, the Chiefs uh, dropping their second game in a row, second game uh, of the season. We just heard there Tyreek Hill. There's one of the bright spots for the Chiefs today. It's that Hill not only returned to the lineup, he looked perfectly fine. He looked, he couldn't look more fine. He's desperately needed. I mean, it blows the top off of what kind of defense you're going to cover the Chiefs with. Good luck with me in coverage if you have Tyreek Hill on the field. And I was telling you earlier in the game, I'd like to see some more motions with him. I'd like to see him in the backfield a little bit to draw that mismatch, bring that safety De- up. Decoy action. It, decoy action, then you could take the top off with McCole Harden. Use that, utilize that speed, the Legion of Zoom. Use that speed. And, but Tyreek Hill was desperately needed. This team was desperately no needing. And it was evident right away when that 46-yarder, that and the way he just jumped out of the gym. But Kansas City needed reliability. They needed Tyreek Hill back in the worst way. And to say that he wasn't ever needed was ridiculous. Even this team is racking up wins. You could tell there was cracks. This didn't fall apart today. This has been slowly leaking water onto the boat. It has been without Tyreek Hill because he makes such a difference defensively how you play the Chiefs. He's public enemy number one. Any defensive coordinator you listen to, which I listen to them all, right. to play the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill is brought up not as much as Pat. Pat's still just ahead of him, but it's always right back to Tyreek Hill, then Travis Kelsey. But Tyreek Hill is a nuisance to play against because he's that good. And I think it was evident in what he meant for the other players. Like Travis Kelsey, I think, looked a little bit better today and a little bit more open today because of Tyreek Hill. Four receptions for 58 yards. LaShawn McCoy, the run game opened up a little bit. Eight carries for 44 yards. Probably should have carried the ball a little bit more. Uh, if you want to get involved with the AP post-game show, you can 913-576-7610 or hit us in the Protein House. Eat with a purpose. Text line 69306. Andrew, you've been waiting a while. What's on your mind? Yeah, I thought you guys forgot about me. No, never, Andrew. Come on. Because everybody kept, everybody kept cussing at you guys. Yeah, they were. Uh, oh, they we were had a problem with cussing. It was raucous. I know. I promise I won't. But I guess I'll just have, like, two questions. Like, one thing I just sure. think about a lot now is, like, what if – Instead of Frank Clark, the Chiefs would have kept um, shooting. I just forgot his name. Went D- to Buffalo. D. Um, D Ford and, and Justin, Justin Houston? Houston. No, no, no. The, uh, the Mitch center. Morris. Gosh, Mitch Morris, right? No, uh, no. What's your second question? My second question is. I mean, I feel like I'm watching the Tennessee wild card game every single week <laughs> with the referees. 
So he's talking about uh, Mitch Morse um, move on. They couldn't make him the highest paid center in football. Austin Ryder's been doing an okay job. Um, he's been better than okay. I mean, he really has. I mean, he only had one career start in the NFL before he got that chance last year with an injury when he filled in for Cam Irving, of all people, in Cleveland. But then he tore his ACL one start. But he's been okay. I mean, he's had the MVP last year. You know? And he's right about the referees. This whole thing with the reviewing, it's a complete joke. No referee, or I'm sorry, no head coach should use a challenge flag anymore in a penalty. You should, you wait, you're wasting a timeout. But at this point, sometimes no, I mean, there was seven of 31 going into this game. So it, it, it has been reversed. Not lately. Last three weeks, one for 20, it. they don't like to do it, but the example one for 20, it will last keep three weeks, but seven for 31 in coming into this week. Keep the your timeouts because here, you need them, but need them at the end. Well, they should have learned a lesson because Ty Hilton, when that was reviewed last week, when he was called for offensive pass interference, listen, that was a big, that was one of the biggest jokes. The chiefs got away with one there. Bad time. Um, and then, just in general, I thought this game was badly managed by the referees. And I, I am not making an excuse for that. I just think it's it's not a good look for the league. Uh, let's continue on. Lewis, what's on your mind? Hi, fellas. Um, I've got a few things, but I think I'll just keep it down to a couple. Sure. Um, I had never even heard of uh, Mr. Veach until the last couple of weeks. And so I don't want to pile on him, but... I uh, wanted to talk first about salary cap and then also our 4-3 defense love machine, um, as your advertising is now um, <laughs> sending us, on the salary cap. My understanding is we're $28 million under the salary cap this year. Um, and that a reason, if that's true, a reason for that is to try to hoard money for the big contract that Mahomes will probably get. Dan Marino played 17 years in the NFL. He went to the playoffs 10 times to the Super Bowl once his rookie year. So I'm concerned that there may have been too much emphasis placed on preserving salary cap for sure. one guy, uh, Mahomes. That's my first point. Second, uh, second point. Yep. Um, we went to a 4-3 defense this year from a 3-4. You, would you guys explain to me from a, from a football point of view, isn't a 4-3 scheme first and foremost intended to stop the run? I think ideally both schemes in their own way are, are designed to stop both the run and the pass. It's just a matter of where you're getting pressure and the different things you can do yeah. in both schemes. Yeah, there's a few things there. There's a lot of, lot of factually inaccurate stuff in that last call. But Dan Marino's second year, the Chiefs are $22 million under the cap. And, yes, they are saving money from homes, but it's, it's, a, it's a big reason why they need to win now and need to win last year. That window, I think the window snuck up on the Chiefs. I don't think they realized how good – what they last had year last certainly year. did it, it, it stuck but, up but on. it was designed for this year no it was designed Which, for this year but and right now on. the team looks worse yeah it does and they're saving money for patrick mahomes clearly the 22 million dollars is going to go to your quarterback that's why it's imperative to win and i use this example all the time the finest gm in football in my opinion is john schneider in seattle not the best general manager in sports but in the nfl i'll give it to schneider and they were able to go to the super bowl and win one and lose one but they went twice Paying a quarterback third round money, you know, the secondary that had the sixth rounder in Byron Maxwell, right. sixth rounder in Richard Sherman, or fifth rounder, sixth rounder in um, Cam Chancellor, and a first rounder in Earl Thomas, and Baldwin and Curse had a bunch of undrafted. They have the best undrafted free agency system, but they were able to strike while Aaron's hot. And then all of a sudden, you have to pay the Piper. You have to pay the Piper. What happened to the Royals? 
they had to pay the Piper. Now they have to rebuild their system. They got the ring. They cashed in. The Seahawks cashed in. They're rebuilding what they had. The Chiefs have got to be like those other teams and cash in. Don't Billy Bean this thing. No, and, and I, you know, I think the number according to over the cap is about twenty-two, uh, and so it does That's twenty-two it does allow you some fe- flexibility to, uh, if you want to make some moves at the at the trade deadline, that you wonder what uh, the the Chiefs end up doing with that free space. And then when it comes to the three-four and the four-three, the Chiefs back Nolo defense is the four-three base, but a lot of times. What you're seeing is that the team ends up in these nickel and dime packages anyway, just because uh, how the NFL has been um, and is and is more of a pass first yeah. league. And so the the difference in the schemes, I don't think is a, is as big of a deal as maybe we made of it in the offseason. Well, Steve Spagnuolo even said they'll give you different looks. They, they're starting out in the nickel. <laughs> for right. depth chart, they, they essentially the, the start depth chart nickel is in the nickel. Linebackers. Yeah, the the depth chart yeah. um, is right now in the nickel. In the four three, supposed to be one gap responsibility instead of two gap. Like the 3-4. Again, if you're going to run 3-4, you need a horse. You need a Vince Wolfork down there. Even Poe, to some extent, I thought they did a pretty good job against the run, but they 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 don't have they didn't have the personnel for two-gap responsibility in 3-4. The 4-3 is a one-gap responsibility. supposed to free things up for your linebackers. It's why the Ravens were so good against the run for so many times because of what was done with Saragusa and stuff like the, the nose tackle, you know, keeping guys off Ray Lewis so he could flow sure. around and make tackles. Your linebackers should be your leading tacklers. That should be designed in a 4-3 element. And for what it's worth, and this is from the great job that my guy, uh, the defensive film analyst for Arrowhead Pride, uh, Craig Stout does at ArrowheadPride.com every week, analyzes the defense. Uh, the Chiefs are in the 4-2 over heading into this game 38% of the time. That's their number one formation. So we nailed it right on the head. It's it's a 4-2 look most of the time. But you have to. You almost have to be a nickel anymore speaking of the Chiefs defense a guy that is always on the mind of Chiefs fans is Frank Clark Frank Clark talked to the media after the game really interested in hearing what he had to say here's Clark I feel like that's one thing we gotta do we gotta get back to our aggression and you know our passion to stop on the run uh, as you can see early in the season six not the week um six weeks we haven't been able to do that that's just being honest uh, over 100 yards rushing every um week you know against opponents and um some running backs you know they um you know more well known than others but you know we're just making everybody look awesome you know, we make every running back we play look awesome. You know, um, for the most part, the offense is playing. We really have to shut down the offense this year, and that's um, something we got to do in order to win. We can't keep putting the pressure on our offense to do everything. We can't keep putting the pressure, you know, um, you know those guys to get the job. You know, we know what they can do, but we got to give them more opportunities. You know, we got to slow the game down on defense so that, you know, um, we're not getting these extended drives, nine play drives, ten play drives, you know, more than enough. You know, everything that um, start to change. You also had a, you also had a lot of guys that were out due to injuries, a couple new faces. How do you think they did fill it in? Um, they did what they're supposed to do. You know, at the end of the day, um, they did the best they can do, and um, that's all you ask for. Uh, you, know, you ask for their best, and you know, no matter what they're going through, you know, at this point in the season, everybody's dealing with stuff. You know, um, hate to see it, hate to see injuries, but um, at the end of the day, you know, they were just doing what they're supposed to do. That's all you can ask. How much did the, so 83 plays to 47 plays just in the second half? How frustrating is that when you get third down opportunities can't get off the field? Just how, how frustrating is that? It's a war on throughout the day. It's very frustrating because at the end of the day, those are, you know, all more plays you plan, you know, unnecessary plays. And, you know, you got these opportunities, you got the fields, you know, you might have a penalty or something that extends a drive and stuff like that that we can control that self inflict. So at the end of the day, um, not, 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 not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. You know, we didn't um, do our job as far as that. So, I think that you got these collaborative things that's going on all at the same time. You know, you don't stop the run. You're not tackling good. Um, um, Carlos, he did a great job. You know, he did a great job running the ball today. 
You know, of course, we knew that. You know, you coming from us. You know, we knew he had some animosity out there towards us, of course, as any player should. And um, he showed up. You know, he did his thing. So at the end of the day, we got to come back in here tomorrow, man. It's a, it's a short week. Yeah, a very short week, man, until we play him again. So we got to come out here tomorrow and get ready to, um, you know, watch the film and get it out of our minds so we can get on um, to, on track for Thursday. How much did the penalties impact the flow of this game on defense? A lot, man. A lot. Anytime, you know, you have penalties, you know, sometimes you can control them, sometimes you can't. But at the same time, you know, um, we got to eliminate the big plays. Got to, got to, got to tackle when we can. Got to um, keep them out the end zone, and you know, you just got to buckle up. We got to buckle down. Man. At the end of the day, those are things we didn't do. Thank God we got ten more games in this um, regular season. So we just got to shake back and get everything right. Always just team stress and attitude. You feel that the attitude just wasn't there, or something just back. What, what, how, how do you try to put an attitude in basically three days? Um. It's not really something you develop over three days. It's impossible. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, it's something you develop as a team over the course of the year. Um, that's developing the identity. You know, that's the attitude you're talking about. Is you know what type of attitude you got as a defense. You know, and, uh, and the run stopping concept. And when it comes to pass, you know, you know the pass part of things. So um, it's it's really getting back to what we know, getting back to what we feel. You know, we're comfortable. With. And that's just, you know, trusting each other, playing, playing team ball, playing great team defense. And, you know, when you're able to do those things and able to look at, you know, the next man on the line and able to take that over and say, I got you, on my back. You know, those are the things you need out there from a defense. I mean, you guys are 4-2, though, to start the season. There's no cause for panic, right? No, nah, not at all. No cause. You know, it's just some things we got to shape up. That's all. Um, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, we haven't played a perfect game on defense. And we're not going to play a perfect game, but we need to play a little bit better. You know, we need to do better. We need to eliminate this rush, you know, at the end of the day. You slow down that rush, you can have more fun. I don't believe we didn't get a lot of third and long opportunities once again. You know, when you're getting probably three or four opportunities a game to rush on third downs, you know, true third downs, you know, other than third and three, third and two, third and four, that's not a true, you know, pass rush opportunity when you got a guy like Deshaun Watts. You know, you got a guy who can, he's a dual threat. He's running the ball, running pass options, you know, all type of stuff. So at the end of the day, you know, teams will keep on trying to go after these things. You got to understand that. Gotta make the necessary changes. Um, get back on track Thursday game quick. Can you take us through that fourth down play to DeAndre Hopkins? What what exactly went wrong on that play? Uh, one of the best receivers in the league made a great play. That's, that's all I see. Just a little more talk, I think, from Frank Clark. And at some point here, and I said this earlier, I mean, you could say and do, or I'm sorry, you can say all the right things, but at a certain point, you gotta play well. And I don't think we've even seen that this year. No, we haven't. It's it's an attitude business, you know, against the run. He's talking about against the run, you know. It's an attitude business. And the RPOs that the Texans ran, Chiefs ran them. They just had to throw them in them more than run them. But you heard him talking about that in the defense. And they did start off good. First quarter, 17-3. You know, Frank Clark with a forced fumble. It's like, whoa, where's this been? Frank Clark with the pressure on the quarterback. Where has this been? Then all of a sudden, it started to dissipate as the Texans made their adjustments. They adjusted the Chiefs didn't, and that was the biggest uh, problem with the game. But this is an attitude business, and right now they need an identity. They have zero identity on defense right now. Now, it could have started by going out and having a good game against a good offense like the Texans. It could have started first quarter. They All right, let's start an identity with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, build this identity, right. build this defense, and then all of a sudden it starts trending in the other direction, and that toughness and attitude is missing. And I think they have some people. I think the, the Honey Badger, he can't do it all. And I think he wants to, and he, you know, he wants to try to to do more to help this defense. I mean, he's the right guy with the right attitude that I feel that they need, but they've got to get tougher up front. And Thursday night, I mean, you get Joe Flacco, 
you should feel okay about that. But I mean, what is Philip Lindsay and, and, and Freeman going to do to this Chiefs defense? I, That's all they're going to do. Because the last two weeks, the Chiefs have been beaten by the run. They've been beaten by time of possession. Royce Freeman. Running the football. And Car- Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay are talented running backs. I mean, Carlos Hyde was tradable at, at, at the roster deadline. This is Philip Lindsay. Like, Philip Lindsay, what is he going to do against this Chiefs defense? Marlon Mack hobbling around. Seen. Steve, what's up? Steve, we got you. Hey, sorry about that, guys. Okay. I just want to preface this by saying uh, it's been a fun last year and a half watching this team. Even the losses over the past 18 months have been good losses, in my opinion. Right. But I felt like I watched a carbon copy, and it's the first time I've been mad with this team really internally in that time frame. So um, I just want to get your opinion on is it apathy? Is it lack of physical talent? Is it lack of awareness or just arrogance? I'm asking what's going on in practice. I know the CBA limits the ability to hit, things like that, but you guys just hit on a little bit about attitude. And then that last offensive drive, I felt like I was watching the last Colts offensive drive. Reed calls an inexplicable run play on second and 13, which got stopped, and then we're forced to try to convert to third and 13, and then we punt it back to a defense that got beat up all day. And finally, whenever the Texans needed a – third or fourth and short, they ran that crosser to Hopkins. I mean, is Spagnola watching film? Do they have that capability during the game? It looked like Breland and Ward or somebody got, you know, crossed up on that play, but they got to figure that out, guys. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Yeah, thank you for the call. I think the main thing right now, and this isn't going to make a lot of Chiefs fans happy, it's that they're badly banged up, and the players that are in charge of holding down the fort, keeping this going in the right direction while some of these starters get back in the mix are just not doing the job and are looking pitiful at, at some points during the game. And then for me, the second point, I totally agree with you. Andy Reid, it was, as he said, second and long, decides to run at that point. At that point, it's too late. You didn't establish a run earlier in the game. You have to be throwing the football. I mean, I know we made a point of uh, we feel like there should have been more carries in this game, but at that point, you got to throw the football. You got uh, you're second and long. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna win the game that way. Again, they 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 passed where they should have ran this game and ran where they should have passed. The bottom line is is you think about this team, Pete, and the way it's built. And I know that they're four and two. And you heard some of the questions to some of the players. Hey, you're still four and two, right? Yeah, yeah. No. We look at this team differently, and you should view this team differently. This it should be a Super Bowl caliber team. This is not it banged up. Everybody's banged up in the NFL. Matter of fact, no team when the, when the Packers won their Super Bowl, right. Aaron Rodgers, no team had more members on the IR that year than the Green Bay Packers. But this is but Chris Jones, is the Colts do. You're not going to find a team more banged up than that Colts defense last week. A bad defense that they couldn't do anything. Chris against. Jones to me is a top five defense. Well, of course, league, but everybody deals with injuries, right? I Both mean, corners were out at that game at a different time. Both safeties never even played. Two guys made their first NFL snaps in that Colts game. But again, it's how we view the Chiefs. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I have four and two. Good record still. No, it's how you view the team. Is this a Super Bowl team or not? This team was one play away from the Super Bowl. It should be viewed as a team that can get to the Super Bowl. We viewed this team like the Patriots in the upper tier in the AFC. Yeah, that, They're that not there anymore. That might have been a joke. They're not there anymore. The way that this team has been playing. Travis, what's up? What's up? This is Travis, the custodian. Um, Hi, Travis. Number, Phil does coke. Uh, shout out, Sean Vern. Um, just get ready for some straight sex in two minutes of that pee, okay? Um, real quick, though. Yes. Uh, at the end of the day, 
this is Andy Reid's fault. The defense is bad. Uh, he could have had Rex Ryan. He's talked about wanting to come back and coach. He could have hired Steve Wilkes. He didn't after he got fired. I mean, look at Eric Murray in, in Cleveland now. He's actually looked to, see, to be a pretty decent safety over there. I mean, he was one of the worst safeties I've ever seen last year. And and Andy Reid can lie all he wants and say that uh, Brett Beach is in charge. Now, we all know who's making the football decisions, and that's Andy Reid. And he needs to take accountability. He's not going to do that. Right. But that's the truth. I blame Beach, too. Yeah. It, right. And Steve Spagnuolo, it, he's not it. He had two good runs with the Giants at the end of the season where Eli and the defenses got hot with all-star players, and it, he's not it. So that's they it. beat the Patriots, undefeated Patriots. But, yeah, I mean, Pretty good I thought that year off would help Steve Spagnuolo. You know, because he said he went to NFL Films. He lives out there, you know, near the headquarters, kind of regrouped himself, looked at things. This is an all-star coaching staff on defense. I like what they did. Like, coming to the season, I like the moves that they did. They spent two years on the draft on defense. And yet, this is what you have. Again, it comes down to, you got Pat Mahomes right now. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Travis Kelsey. Not a lot else. No, I I agree. And the caller was looking for answers and saying Andy Reid is lying. Um, I don't think Andy Reid's lying. I think he's just a players and a, I, you would, I guess, say personnel man's coach where he he does welcome the blame. I think the Brett Veach thing is built in, so he now no longer has to answer personnel questions. Like, you can't ask Andy Reid a personnel question at the press conference because he'll just say, you know, you know that's Brett's, uh, and, and you only get to talk to Brett Veach like once or twice a year, only around draft time. He, he, needs, to, he needs to check himself and talk to the defense. I mean, we know we can do defense again. I'll reference you know Tom call- only in 2013. Andy Reid's giving him points. Andy Reid knows defenses because he schemes against defenses every week. <clears throat> you don't think he could find something wrong with his defense? No, I know. But instead of sitting with Pat a little bit of all the time, he's got to go help him. I'm sure. Go hold Steve's hand if you have to. I don't want to say that Andy Reid is not reviewing film. I mean, this guy works constantly. I just don't know if they have the answer for it right now. I so guess. it is a talent issue as well. I do it, agree with that. that if someone an, asks us that question, I agree with the that. The work is being put in. It, it's strictly, to me, a talent issue. It was a 31-24 to 24 final at Arrowhead Stadium this year, or I'm sorry, today. The Texans coming away with the victory. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up with the AP player of the game, and we will give our final verdict. That's all next. The Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. This October, the crinkly coffin of Lucky Loot is haunting the 7th Street Casino all through Halloween. Play all month long for entries to win your share of over $20,000 in Lucky Loot that we're giving away October 31st. Come on, Kansas City. Play Creepy Coffin of Lucky Loot and win bigger at 7th Street Casino, Kansas City's only all-slots casino located in the heart of downtown KCK. Ticketsmarter.com has the tickets you want to the hottest concerts, sports, theater, and family shows in Kansas City. All in one place with a fast, hassle-free two-step checkout. Plus, Ticketsmarter.com offers a low-price guarantee. Ticketsmarter, not harder. Ticketsmarter.com. Okay, it's almost opening time. Got to email over photos of this season's line. As a business owner, you've got a million things to think about. Can't forget about that video conference later. Dealing with second-rate cable internet shouldn't be one of them. But I did switch to AT&T Internet for Business with integrated broadband and wireless connection. So I've got this. AT&T Internet for Business is designed for business. With an integrated network that gives you 99.9% reliability. So you can focus on running your business. Really need to update the website. (laughs) 
and figure out whatever that was. And even if the power suddenly goes out or if a construction worker accidentally cuts your cable line, AT&T Internet Backup automatically has you covered, so your business stays one step ahead. All right, it's go time. Choose fast, highly reliable AT&T Internet for Business today and get a $100 AT&T Visa reward card. Go to att.com slash business internet or call 855-433-5700 to take advantage of this offer today. The AT&T Visa reward card is issued by the Bancorp Bank pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc. and can be used everywhere Visa debit cards are accepted in the United States, U.S. Virgin Islands, and Puerto Rico. No cash access, the Bancorp Bank member FDIC. PRA Health Sciences is seeking healthy, non-smoking men and women ages 18 to 55 for a study of an investigational medication and must be of non-childbearing potential. Volunteers must be available for one stay of 14 nights and one follow-up visit. Qualified participants may receive compensation up to $4,100 for study-related time and travel. Call PRA today at 913-210-5900 or visit us on the web at prastudies.com. With Homevestors, we're the We Buy Egley Houses people. You know us. You've seen us around Kansas City for 25 years. We're local. We're fans of the local team. We buy houses in as-is condition. You have repair problems, maybe a divorce or an issue that you just want to get rid of a house? Call the We Buy Ugly Houses people. 1-800-44-BUYER or webuyuglyhouses.com. Call us today. We're local. We'll be out there today. Webuyuglyhouses.com or 1-800-44-BUYER. Give us a call today. Play the creepy coffin of Lucky Loot at 7th Street Casino for chances to win over 20000 in Lucky Loot on Halloween night. 7th Street Casino, Kansas City's only all-slots casino, located in the heart of downtown KCK. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post-game show, Chiefs losing their second game of the season. And another point to what we were talking about before the break, Jay. Yeah, they're 4-2, and two, but it's a lot about the way you get there. I've heard several football players, Sean Barber, um, Jamal Charles, a couple coaches, they break it up into four parts of the season. So a lot of those people in the locker right now are looking at it as, okay, well, now we're 0-2 for the second fourth because they, they go, let's, let's try to get to 3-1 and one in each fourth. And then we'll be in the playoffs. In two losses at Arrowhead Stadium in a row. But I'm with you. You have, to, you have to chunk it up. But here's the thing about it. How do you view this team, Pete? That's what it comes down to. Helpless. Here's the one thing about it. They're still within a score. Teams, again, right. aren't lighting up the scoreboard. against Chiefs had the ball. They had the ball twice more than the Chiefs did, twice as much. And the Chiefs have been killed in time of possession lately. But they stay within one score. That's because of Mahomes. And he can't do everything for this team. But, again, I don't think teams care. They want the W. That's all they want. Jameis Winston, eat the W. That's all they care about. I know God. some people were happy. Oh, 19 points against the Lions. Chiefs move the bull crap. That's all they wanted to do is run the football, time of possession. They were just more physical than the Chiefs. That's what it comes down to. More physicality the last two weeks than the guys in red. It's time now for our AP player of the game. The AP player of the game is brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry. Jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City. For over 40 years. Our player of the game is Tyreek Hill. Ten targets. He caught five passes, 80 yards, and two touchdowns in his return. Again, one of the only bright spots for the Chiefs today is that Tyreek Hill looked like he was comfortable and he was back. No question about it. And him being back just really stood out. I mean, it stood out immediately like how much they needed him. But we've talked about it, Pete, uh, throughout the last couple of weeks. Even, you know, even when they were winning games, you know, he was the missing ingredient. Wait till he comes back. The running game is going to be better. Everything is going to be better 
with Tyreek Hill, and definitely he helped with the coverage. I do think when he's 100% and they can totally they'll put him in the backfield, do a little bit more with him because he's such a weapon for this offense. The guy has a special skill set in the NFL and is on full display today. Again, the sixth receiver to lead in yardage this year in six games. Tyreek Hill leads the Chiefs in receiving yardage. Carlos Hyde led the game in rushing yardage. 26 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown spent. Training camp with the Chiefs was traded late to the Texans. Had a pretty good game. He was Hyde after the game. Yeah, they got, they got a good team. Don't take anything away from them. You know? um, but we came in on all sides of the ball. We executed our game plan and came out with the winner. Was this, uh, was this extra special because of what you wanted to accomplish? Against a bunch of guys you know and respect. Yeah, you know, I definitely had a lot of chip on my shoulder. You know? How things turned out here, you know, it definitely had a lot of motivation. You know, I'm thankful where I'm at and how things are going where I'm at. How good is this football team you're playing for now? Real good, you know. Come in and get a big win like that, you know. Uh, we definitely should put the league on notice out there. See, right there, Carlos Hyde says, we definitely put the league on notice after that one. And that was something that we said early in this season. When you have Patrick Mahomes, you were one play away from the Super Bowl, like everyone says. You put together a 4-0 start, you're going to have a target on your back. You've gotten people's best game now the past four weeks. You were able to squeak out that one against the Lions. The Ravens almost uh, came within a score. A couple things broke their way. It'd be a different game. You lost to the Colts, and now uh, you've lost to the Texans. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to respond? Coming in, the Texans' defense, uh, way behind their offense. I mean, they came in as a 20th-ranked defense. Uh, the run defense was actually pretty good. 12th in the NFL pass defense, 25th. So maybe that's what Andy was thinking when he wanted to attack him. But, you know, zig when they zag. Look at the Colts. They're so injured to secondary. Let's throw the football and beat them that way. The Colts were just simple, man. Just simple. Run the football. Long, sustained drives. Picking up first downs. Being more physical at the punch than the Kansas City Chiefs. Winning in the trenches. Offensive, defensive line. Yes. Should the league be put on notice? Yes. Um, good win, especially in Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, the last two weeks, uh, what the Colts came in with the hodgepodge team that still bothers me that game. And also, you know, the Chiefs are right there, but this is how teams are going to beat the Chiefs. Run the football, play action, uh, you know, just a little bit of defense, try to flip the field. But they they were in a hole 17-3. That doesn't happen to the Chiefs. I think When you... they're up, they're up, man. And they, they keep rolling on offense. I think teams in the NFL – you had this whole thing early on about, oh, there's going to be film out on Pat. Now that there's film on Pat, he's going to be a little bit stoppable. He's going to regress. And I don't buy that. I think what's bothering Pat right now is occasionally his ankle. He's still putting up numbers that would be great for another quarterback. You can tell he just is not that insane player right now, which is going to happen. But I'm looking at, at each game, right? And you're learning how teams are thinking that they have to beat the Chiefs. Like, for example, the Ravens just tried to score every point they could. The Lions, man coverage, and they try to two all the time. Yep. They try to knock the ball out of the Chiefs' hands. You saw that a bit today in the Texans game, where the Texans, I think, at, on, on on some occasions, were trying to knock the football out more than they were uh, trying to tackle. Now, running the football has become another theme. The book on how to beat the Chiefs is out, and until you curb that, you're going to see the same stuff every week. Slow, methodical. They don't care if it's one score game. Right, exactly. It doesn't matter. As he, long as at the end of the day, no one remembers how close the game was. We'll remember we lost the Colts this year. That's what you remember. Chiefs lost to the Colts. It's not going to be how close the game was or was in one score. It's who got the W and who got the L. Yeah, 100%. And, and again, I, I just look at this run game and I look at the linebackers and, and how they're tackling for this Chiefs team. The line feels like it's a little bit in trouble now without Chris Jones. 
Frank Clark moving him to different parts of the field a bit more today. It didn't really look like it led to as much success as you need to see. The other side not really making any noise. Deshaun Watson, who is going to be one of the better quarterbacks now you'll see that goes up against Patrick Mahomes each and every year. He basically was comfortable all game long. You could tell there was never a moment where Deshaun Watson was worried about being hit, taken to the ground. He was rushing all over the Chiefs. He was throwing at will. If his wide receivers, who are usually talented, catch the football, Will Fuller had three drops. Yeah. Hopkins, it's a different game. It's, it's more than one score. It, or miss, miss the extra point. Yeah, and so I look at this 31-24, and it's fine, I think, that the Chiefs were close, but it could have been a lot worse. I mean, the Texans, how many field goals did they miss? Fairborn, Fairborn their, their kicker, may, may not even have a job tomorrow. There were so many reasons why the Chiefs could have taken control of this game, and they simply could not do it. They could not do it, whether it was the play calling, the defense, Mahomes being hobbled, and lack the of pressure. Google too. Exactly. It, 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 LaShawn McCoy ends up with eight carries for 44. There are just so many things that went into this loss. It's like, okay, now you have to regroup. The benefit that you have now on this short rest is it's a division opponent. So you already have an idea of what you're going to do against that team. I want to get now to our final verdict. Uh, final verdict is brought to you by Scruggs Law For Firm, your local injury lawyer. That's Scruggs Law Firm, your local injury lawyer. Final verdict, Jay, what do you take away from this game as the Chiefs go into this quick turnaround uh, headed into Thursday night? Attitude in capital letters. It's winning on offense by running the football, stopping the run on defense. That's a physicality thing. Offensive linemen, what do they like to do? They like to run the ball. At the end of the game, they love to talk about the run. Now, I understand Pat Mahomes not 100%. I would never advocate for taking the ball out of his hands. But eventually, you got to help him out a little bit. And we've seen a couple weeks now in a row where they're just not running the football. And in places that they should have ran the football and not throwing in places where they actually ran the football. I, I do think that once they got in, the Texans made the adjustments, the Chiefs didn't. But a lot of it comes down to attitude, especially letting somebody take your will away from you at your home stadium by doing whatever they can. 10, 11, 12 play drives embarrassing the Colts 14 play drive losing an arrowhead back-to-back -back weeks that's an attitude thing man it starts with the offensive line the defensive line they're not gonna be helped at the trade deadline injuries are not going away with this team it, it, well they're, yes, they're going to be hurt by this team but you've got to change the attitude and be physical and punch somebody in the mouth like they consistently get punched in the mouth they get punked they get ran over they have got to change their attitude and that starts with Andy Reid chewing a little bit of ass yeah Andy Reid I think and I, I believe he does this, and it's more so behind closed doors than you will see it. He's got to look this defensive coaching staff, starting with Steve Spagnuolo in the eyes, and say, if we don't fix this, this year is not only, I think, at risk for not getting a division win or a you, – you, you, could, you could end up here in this situation where you got to figure out a way to make the playoffs. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many injuries you have. You have to be able to win with the guys in the field. And right now, I'm, I mean – I can understand why fans are losing confidence. It just looks like the Chiefs are lost. Lost, and Andy Reid needs to step over and help the defense a little bit. You know, Pat's fine. Pat's fine. I know that worked great last right. year. MVP, Pat, Andy, you know, heads together. They're, they're, they meet every Friday, whatever. He's got to go over and help the defense. And this defense did get better with the Andy Reid. Remember when he switched to Peterson, then Nagy? Yeah. He was able to stand next to Bob Sutton. Right. Chew Bob Sutton out a little bit. You know, be assertive. You're the head coach. Everything falls on you. The offense and the defense, you're the head coach and ultimately responsible for what happens. It's time for him 
like like Romeo did when he took right. his his, uh, his name off the defense and put up. I'm not saying do that with Andy Reid, but he needs to be more assertive when it comes to this defense. This is a reflection of him. Hey guys, speaking of those names you just mentioned, I did a poll earlier on our Twitter uh, feed for Arrowhead Pride and, our, and myself on Twitter. Who's the blame for this right now? Andy Reid, Brett Veach, Spags, or Bob Sutton? <laughs> uh, the Bob Sutton thing is pure sarcasm and to be funny. Andy Reid right now with a slight edge, 28%. Brett Veach at 27%. Spags at 25%. And Bob Sutton at 20%. Nice. 4,956 nice. votes. So. That's a funny poll that you included, Bob Sutton, so I enjoy that. The, the, the non-funny thing about that poll is, yeah, you can try to find who to blame. I know there were no players in that, whatever. Players need to be better. And it all comes down to Andy Reid. I mean, you want to blame Brett Veach, Andy Reid has the final say. You want to blame, blame Steve Spagnuolo, Andy Reid handpicked him and brought him in, probably was eyeing him the entire year because Spagnuolo took his first year off since 1980. Why do you think he was off? Because he was looking at this job right here that he ended up getting. And to be fair, has not done a good enough job so far. Yeah, I can't blame the owner. He gave him the cash. You spend it wisely. You go spend whatever you want. Bring in whoever you want, Andy. And you can understand why, and I think that's something you have to remember. Uh, again, when you're evaluating the head coach and you're evaluating the football team that you love so dearly, it's, it, there were times when the Chiefs didn't make the playoffs for years and years. Now they consistently do. I understand, like with the Royals, why as a fan it's not good enough. You say, okay, we were right there. Now let's get it done. You expect that after a while. But keep in mind, it's not easy to make the playoffs in the NFL. It isn't. And the Chiefs consistently do it now. Pat and Andy have a lot to do with that. No question about it. Buck stops there. You need to take a look in the mirror and understand. Make adjustments, Andy. Right. You saw how and Lions beat you? I mean, this is, a tw- this is a 21st year as a national I thought he flipped, man. That first quarter, I was like, I saw things from the defense. I saw the, the offense running. I mean, the, the play calling was excellent. What happened to it? What happened to it, Pete? The whole idea of the game oh, changes attitude, man. when Pat goes down. And, and I think that's the problem I, I find, too. you got to keep Pat clean. No question about it. Should be run, a, pound the rock, Pete. Should be a great week of Chiefs coverage leading into what will be Thursday night football. Of course, uh, Fesco in the morning, show and burn, uh, bink at night, the drive. I'm sure we'll all have your takes. Pete's points. Yeah, Pete's points uh, tomorrow night. The, the, the uh, segment that Jay uh, just made up. I want to thank Ron the Show Hughley. Uh, Steven Serta, the sports machine, Sean Levine for for getting us sound today at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, thanks to Dusty Likens, who always does a good job providing polls and then helping us out behind the scenes answering your phone calls. Uh, Jay, you were great today. What's your final thought now of Chiefs-Texans? Uh, final thought, Pete, is, is attitude, attitude, attitude. Not changing that. It's got to be an attitude, my friend. You need to change your attitude, too. It's the Chiefs and Broncos Thursday night, 6 o'clock. That's the time for the Arrowhead Pride tailgate. We'll see you then.